Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Gemma this morning. Surprise! Gemma, welcome to the show. Thank you. What, what, what happened to Lawson? I thought you knew. I walked in this morning and you guys no, both you looked walked so... No, you oh. walked in 30 seconds ago. I, it's, it's still this morning, technically. <laughs> I did walk in this morning. I was a little okay. bit late. All right. The reason I was late is because I slept through my alarm. Yes. The reason I slept through my alarm is I got a phone call from Lawson, 10.30 last night. He was like, are you still awake? I was like, well, kind of. <laughs> well, I am now. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely, my phone just rang. <laughs> definitely I'm awake now. And he said, can you do radio for me tomorrow? I was like, yep. All right, so here I am, surprise. Awesome. Cool. We, we are glad you were here. I'm glad to be here. It uh, would not be as much fun if you were not here. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, Gemma, what are you thankful for this morning? I have so much to be thankful for. Okay. Oh, yeah, so, many so you should have a list. So many things. Because it, how long has it been? A couple of weeks since you've been on Faith FM. It has. It's been a good couple of weeks. So finished been, exams, been... finished my first year of, of yes. uni, of college, yes. smashed yes. that out of the way. Yes. It's Friday. I'm thankful that it's Friday. Tomorrow is Sabbath. Tomorrow is church. These are all good things I'm thankful for. But most importantly, my parents are coming to see me. Oh, so 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 you, you're not going home for Christmas. They're coming no, here they're for Christmas. No, they're coming here. So that's, that's fun. That's cool. I know. Have you ever had that happen before? They've come to visit briefly. They've come to help me move house a couple times, but never for an extended period of time. So they're going to come see me. They're going to come to church. It's going to be great. I'm really excited. Is this the first time your parents have come... To your place for Christmas? Yes, it is. Okay, this is this is this is, this big, is big. I this know. Is, this I is know. like this is like a new phase of your life, Gemma. I know. You this have is real adulthood from... when my parents come to visit me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Gemma's like what, twenty-two years old, and <laughs> suddenly feeling 24? ancient. Twenty-four. Okay, twenty-four. Okay. Okay. All right. What are you yeah. thankful for? Ah, uh, let me think. What am I thankful for? Hmm. Oh wow! A bit of a bit of a list of things I'm thankful for, but I am thankful for that. Uh, one thing that I am thankful for is that um, we were able to feed yesterday 120 people. Whoa! Uh, between 1:30 and 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's a big day at uh, at our food rescue program. Nice. Um, we did run out by three o'clock, um, and we will be starting back up again in four weeks' time. All of the places that do that supply food rescues and food banks are all closing down over the uh, Christmas break. But um... this is a reminder: you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. This is Hilary Scott and the Scott family with the Come On Down to the River. Are you tired of shame and secrets? Wishing you couldn't let them go. Do you feel like an orphan searching for a home? Well, there's a love that fills what's empty. There's a place you can be changed. There's a God who knows you. He's calling out your name. Come on down to the river. Don't be washed in the blood. 
It flows like the Mississippi From the giver of endless grace And everyone is welcome here To dive into the waves So leave the questions far behind you Leave your past back on the shore And run with wild abandon Wait no more Come on down to the rim Be washed in the blood And your sin will be forgiven By the power of His love Come be changed by the mercy That makes all things new Where the lost can found Come on down, down, down To the river To the river Every bird and every sky Let the waters wash away No matter who you were You belong to Christ today Yeah, you belong to Christ today As I went down to the river to pray Studying about that good old way And who shall wear the robe and crown Good Lord, show me the way Oh, sister, let's go Hilary Scott and the Scott family here on Faith FM and Gemma is joining us this morning before we get to positively different news. What have you got for the first clue, clue for our quiz today? The quiz today is a what book am I? And the first clue for you is only two books in the entire Bible have fewer verses than I do. So essentially, what is the, the third, third shortest, shortest book, book of the Bible? So mm. let me just think about short books of the Bible. <laughs> Oh, so ooh, um, I'm gonna go with uh, a guess. Bow, bow. Nah, sorry. Failed. Miserably. Close, maybe. I don't know. I have to think about that. But no. Third shortest book. So there are prizes still up for grabs. Then you didn't get it. I did not. You didn't get it. Double prizes. 
Woo-hoo. Double prizes are available this morning, and we will pull some prizes out of the prize box here in just a moment. But before we do, a uh, reminder of what our phone number is, 1-800-324-843, or text us on 0491 And don't forget, we are collecting here on Faith FM stories of discrimination against people on the basis of their faith. Hmm. So if you have been discriminated against on the basis of your religion... Uh, it might be in the workforce, it might be at school, whatever it might be. If you've ever faced discrimination, um, we're collecting those stories as a part of the submission of our Religious Liberty Department, which will go to the federal government. Um, they are asking for submissions on the second draft of their Religious Freedom Bill. Mm. And uh, yeah, we're looking for that wherever we can find it. So give us a call as, about that as well, one eight hundred three two four eight four three, or text us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Gemma. Yes. Positively different news. I did some Googling this morning. You did. Because when Lawson called me last night, I was way too asleep to be able to do some research to find a story. That's good because we don't want last night's story. We want this morning's story. You want this morning's story. Well, I do have a story and it's a bit of a story, which is good. So it's Christmas next week. That's right. And around this time, lots of people release new music, new Christmas music. Yes. is a bit of a thing. And this year has been huge. There has been so many new Christmas songs that have come out this year. You know, famous artists. Uh, my and... wife, my wife lives for Christmas music. <laughs> so Producer then... Shell is out there. She's grinning from ear to ear <laughs> right now with all of this amazing new uh, Christmas music that is out. Yeah, this year's been huge for Christmas music. Actually, you've got a lot of popular artists um, which have been releasing stuff, and then you've actually got a ton of Christian artists which have been revamping some old hymns and then redoing brand new songs. And there's just been heaps and heaps of Christmas music. But one that caught my attention when I was trying to find some new music kind of had a bit of a story behind it. And this song picked up a lot of traction on social media and things like that, especially here in Australia, because it was an Australian-released song. But the thing is, it's getting attention, not because of the song itself, more because of the the story behind the song. Cool. So the story is about um, this girl named Holly, and she is 11 years old, and she's the one who released the song. So she recorded it, and it's her singing in the track. Um, And the reason that she released this song was a fundraiser. She is trying to collect money. So you buy it on iTunes for a dollar and sixty nine cents, and all of the money goes for her for medical treatment. Okay. And she's released it uh, this year, and it's yeah been getting some traction across different social media platforms. But the actual story behind why she needs the funds um, and what medical attention is actually kind of amazing. So she is eleven years old, uh, but ever since she was three, she's had serious eczema. Like, Ooh. like, oh, terrible. that's miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's like, like really chronically miserable. bad, severe eczema. Yeah. Like, since she was born, like, really, really bad. And it's, I did some Googling and was checking the statistics, and there are 8,000 Australians who suffer from some sort of eczema. Have you ever had eczema? That's a huge number. No, I haven't, thankfully. Me either. Yeah, because after I saw some photos and videos of this girl and what she goes through on a day to day basis just dealing with this skin condition, it mm. was, it was horrifying. Like the itching and the the scratching, yeah. I was like, oh, the, and I felt so sorry for the parents because I was watching some videos and things about people that suffer with eczema and um, specifically what her parents had to do, and they used different like creams and oils and like bandages and like full arms, legs, torso. Like she was wrapped up like a mummy by the age of four. 
Mm. Like like eighty percent of her body was oh, covered. That's awful. Um, and yeah, just seeing videos of the parents, and it's probably like the worst thing ever. I mean, like being in pain and going through that. But I was also thinking of the parents. I mean, you could probably relate to this better than I can. But just seeing your child in so much pain and not being able to do anything mm-hmm. has to be has to be hard. So anyway, she'd been going through this for years. But like I said, she's eleven now. Um, and if you were to see her photos of her now compared to photos of her when she was younger, you would not be able to tell that they were the same person. Wow. Like her skin is clear. Her skin is, is white and clean and pristine. And just the change that she's gone through over the last couple of years is amazing. So her parents had reached out to tons of different organizations. They'd been to so many doctors and specialists and treatments. They've gone through everything. Like they tried home remedies. They tried um, like intense pain medication. Like they've been through everything that you could possibly think of to try and help their daughter, you know, through this debilitating disease that she has. And um, turns out they got a response and the response that they got was from a place in France, actually. And this place in France, what they do is they cycle water from um, pristine Alps, right? So they, they take this water and it's used um, as a natural therapy. And it turns out that this water uh, is able to relieve some of the symptoms of eczema, which is super awesome. So this company, what they do is they sell these water-based products worldwide. But because Holly's uh, condition was so severe, they were like, we want you to come to France, come to our facility, and we'll run you through different treatments. So when she was five, uh, her parents had saved enough money and they did a trip to France and they she spent three weeks uh, getting this... Yeah, treatment done. Um, So there was minerals and antioxidants in the water that helped clear up her skin. uh, And it was amazing. So within within the three weeks that she spent there, she'd had a full night's sleep, which had never happened to her before. She would always be up at, you know, midnight or 1am, you know, getting help and having to, her parents having to come in and help her and uh, not be in so much pain. But yeah, so it was after two weeks there, she had a three-week treatment and it was the first night that her and her parents all got a full night's sleep. Wow. For the first night in like yep. six, seven years yep. that they'd had a, had a full night's sleep because of the treatment. That's just amazing. Yeah. What a story. That's just uh, incredible. I'm amazed. I've, I've never heard of anything like this before. Yeah, the company now sell their products worldwide and they do things for more than just eczema. They do it for other different skin conditions and, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. But, yeah, but the fact that um, now she's got one more treatment left to go. So she's nearly completely eczema-free and And this this is her last trip next year to France, back to the facility to get her last round of treatments and then she'll be completely eczema-free. Wow. There you go. There's a, quite a story behind that song. Um, yeah, eczema is just a... Uh, I've, I've, I've seen eczema um, with you know various relatives mm. um, and it's just... That's a horrible thing. I can't yeah. imagine that some, you know, someone that would suffer with you know, right across their body like that would be mm. just terrible. And yeah. from such a young age, like just yeah, to have yeah, to go yeah, through yeah. that ordeal. Yeah. You know? But she's 11 now and nearly completely clear. Like apparently, looking at the statistics, it's like 10% of her body is now covered with eczema where it used to be 80 Mm. Like through these treatments. That's a big difference. So that's huge. And 10%. You know, a lot of people have a lot less than 10% mm. of their body and it's just misery. Yeah, that's it. You know, just, you know, people that have like 1% or 2% and they're just like absolutely miserable with eczema and she's got what, 80%? Yeah, started you know, with what, 80%. What kind of courage is that? Mm. You know, that's an inspiration to, 
you know, to, to every person out there, particularly us who are adults and, you know, we complain about this and we complain about that and we've really got nothing to complain about here. You've got a girl who's been suffering with this and now, of course, is, um, is well on the way to recovery, praise God. And praise God for these, um, you know, these discoveries that you know make these kind of things possible. But we have we have really nothing to complain about. Not having eczema. When I first was reading this, I was like, oh, it's just itchy skin, right? That's all it is. But it like itches to the point where you know it bleeds, and then she was prone to infections. Then that's so right. She was in hospital not because she had eczema, but because she had infections because of scratching. Yes. And I was like, oh, that makes so much more sense because I think scratching when you've got an itch. It's like the worst thing ever. It's, 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 because yeah, well, if I tell you right now, don't scratch your nose, the first thing your brain is going to tell you is, oh, I have to itch my nose. <coughs> scratching my nose. Yeah. So sorry for everyone out there listening. Now you're all scratching your noses. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just, it was absolutely an amazing story. I was like, wow. So you can buy her song. You can go check out her story. And um, her parents made up a little website and you can go hear her new Christmas song that's released or buy the song if you want to support her in her trip to France to get her last round of treatment. Super exciting. Cool. There you go. And... uh um, Gemma, yes. Don't scratch your shoulder blade. Oh, don't! Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. Why would you do that? Because <laughs> you can't reach it. Uh, this is the uh, the corner room with Psalms one hundred and thirty nine, verse seven through sixteen. You're listening to Faith FM.
Listening to the Corner Room, Psalms 139, verse 7 through 6, here on Faith FM. I'm with Gemma this morning, and Gemma has the next clue for your quiz. Get ready to give us a call, 1 800 324 843. I do, in fact, and the next clue is this is a quote, so it is a what book am I? And this is a quote from this book You should not look down on your brother in the day of his misfortune. Oh, you were quick to grab the pen. Now I'm sure that you know what it is. No, I'm not sure, but I'm going to have a crack. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I got that one. He got it. <laughs> no double points. There you go. But that's okay. No one else has called in yet, so there's still opportunity. You didn't oh, beat right. Lyle, but there's still opportunity for you to guess what book am I. So give us a call, 1-800-324-843, or text us on 0491-064-669. Okay, a couple of things not to buy for Christmas presents. Okay, I'm ready. All right, you ready? I haven't done my shopping yet, so this is good. These are the kind of life tips I need. Okay, so the first one is a movie. Um, it's the movie of the decade. Mm-hmm. Um, it is called Call Me By Your Name. Okay. Which is a movie... Um, Glorifying gay pedophilia. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Filmed outside of the United States in Italy, where the age of consent is less, so they like actually could incorporate the pedophilia um, feature into it. What? Yes. In a what? This is the world in which we live right now. What? No way. Actually, this exists. How does and, and this exist? This is, this is being called the movie of the decade. According to who? <laughs> Why? I, anyway, okay, anyway, the next thing not to buy for Christmas, so this is my list of uh, not Christmas presents, is a uh, Netflix subscription. Okay. Because Netflix doesn't want your business. In fact, they are actively promoting to for you to not sign up to Netflix. Really? Yes, because you're a Christian. They do not want Christians oh, on their yeah, station. No. Uh, um, spending their money with them. Uh, they've, of course, just re- released a uh, comedy special. About Jesus, in which um, Jesus is a homosexual, homicidal sadist, and his mother Mary is God's pot-smoking mistress. I heard about that, actually. Lawson was telling us about that yesterday, 
and we couldn't believe it. I was like, there's yeah, no, no way they would have made that. Uh-huh, it's true. Yeah. Um, so that's the next thing not to buy for Christmas. Yep, fair enough. Uh, because they they really do not want your business <laughs> Clearly. as a Christian. Now, if you're listening to the station today and you're not a Christian, then yeah, go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> um, but if you are a Christian, it's like, yeah, you know, there are other streaming uh, channels out there where you can get uh, lots of content that would be, you know, where they don't actually, you know, go out and purposely attack um, and bully one particular um, segment of society and religion. You know, it, it makes me it makes me ask the question: you know, Why is all the hate reserved for Jesus? There are other religious mm. leaders out there, mm. but have you noticed that all of the hate out there is reserved for Jesus? It's true. You don't see movies where they bag Buddha, or you know, you never see Muhammad in any kind of you know, yeah. No, that's right. You you, you don't. Um, no one's going, you know, no one even goes after Rastafarians or the Garlic Lord or <laughs> Judaism or anything like that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. They just, they just don't. And some of these some of these guys are really, they set themselves up in many ways to be roasted. Mm. I mean, the Garlic Lord, it's, seriously, it's like, it's, you just feel like you need to roast this. But we shouldn't. And yet Jesus is the only one who's singled out for bigotry and hate and Christians are singled out for bullying. Mm. And I sometimes wonder why. Clearly Jesus is a threat, whereas the others are not seen as a threat. And the reason why I see Jesus as being, I, I think they see Jesus as being a threat, is because he does actually offer real answers. Mm. Uh, and that, makes, that creates a threat to a secular-minded person who doesn't want to have anything to do with religion, whereas the other ones, they're just like, no, this is our religion. We're not going to involve ourselves in you know, any kind of apologetics or so forth. We don't need to answer any questions. Whereas Christianity, you know, its, its existence demands that certain questions are answered. You know, if, you don't, if you can't answer those questions, then the religion doesn't exist. And so Christianity does stand up and does you know, put um, those kind of... Um, you know, those, those kind of answers out there. And, of course, it makes them a target for lots of hatred and bullying. You know, this is Netflix who, of course, you know, they launch their product based on how they don't judge and, um, you know... Um, Open community for all. Open, yeah, that's right. welcome yeah. for a subscription. Uh, no, you know, we no. movies on everything. Yeah, yeah. and then... And no bigotry on our... On our um, Except streaming, streaming little site. fine line, dot, 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 except. except Christians. Yeah. And when it comes to Christians and Christianity and Jesus Christ, we're just going to smash you guys unashamedly. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and of course, um, yeah, my advice is just cancel the subscription. Um, that would be a good Christmas present, but these kind of things, it um, disturbs me. Okay, the next thing on the list of things not to buy for Christmas Vaping products. Instagram, congratulations, Instagram. They have just banned uh, social media influencers on their platform from promoting vaping. About time. Yeah, I would say so. I feel like everybody knows now, nowadays, cigarettes are bad, you know, don't smoke. But vaping's okay. Like, where did that come in? I'm like, I don't understand. You're like, don't put that type of smoke in your mouth. But that type of smoke's okay? That always confused me. So I'm like, thank you. Good job, Instagram. About time. Yeah, and and when you think about tobacco, tobacco is, um, what is it, rolled up, dried out leaves. Yeah. And vaping is highly processed chemicals and that just, can, that's going to be a good thing somehow yeah i never um, understood so they vaping. have just they've had a ban for a long time on 
um, advertising of vaping, tobacco, weapons. They need yep. to extend that to alcohol. They haven't yep. uh, gone that far yet, but they need to do so. Now they have banned the influences because uh, a lot of people were just working their way around that. Like, okay, we can't advertise on Instagram, but we can advertise through all of the social media influences and we pay the influencers lots of money. And, and they'll, they'll do post, the advertising for us. That's right, yeah. you know, hashtags and photos and videos, all yep. that kind of stuff. And now they've banned that as well. So I think this is a fantastic thing. Um, and it comes on the same day that the British Advertising Standards um, Agency has banned all ads across Britain uh, promoting vaping. Wow. So pretty strong stuff. The research that is coming out on this is absolutely um, quite dramatic mm. and terrifying in many ways because vaping has only been around for about 10 years. Yeah, it's a relatively new thing. Yeah. And it was originally promoted as being so much of a better alternative than smoking cigarettes. And now they're finding that that's actually not. Um, a recent report in the New England Journal of Medicine has found that vaping causes severe illness in otherwise healthy young adults and teenagers. And, of course, they're looking at young people because this is where the big uptake is. A quarter of young people in the United States have taken up vaping. Wow. A quarter. A quarter. That's huge. Massive. Thankfully, we haven't seen that those kind of levels here in Australia. But, you know, there's a lot more research that's going to come out, you know, over the next 40 years on this, mm-hmm. uh, as these things kind of do. But they've found that in the, in the first 10 years of its existence, it causes a life-threatening, life-shortening and sometimes deadly lung toxicity and injury with irreversible damage that cannot be cured. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so here's the thing with smoking. If you're a smoker and you give up smoking, in 15 years' time your lungs will repair themselves for the most part mm. and you will have the lungs of a non-smoker. Yeah. Not so with vaping. Oh, really? You destroy your lungs and they are Permanently. done for the oh, rest wow. of your life. That's it. You're never going to you're never going to be any good again. But see, here's this thing. When I first remember hearing about vaping, it was like, oh, this is a great alternative for smoking. Yeah, 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 this yeah. is something you want to do. This because is going to help you quit smoking. The initial and research it said it only as- has... 5% of the damage that tobacco yeah, does. Yeah, it was advertised as something good, which is funny because cigarettes were originally advertised as something good. Yeah. So I think before you go and do something, do your research before you ingest something. I can remember seeing you uh, know? film footage, you know, film footage oh, okay. of athletes. Oh, no, way back then. Athletes, athletes smoking cigarettes, right? What? At the Olympics before they compete oh, to stimulate no. their lungs. No, to stimulate. <laughs> That's amazing. Evan uh, has been saying this for like, what, 180 <laughs> years? Don't smoke. It's a terrible idea. So no vape pens for Christmas. No vape pens. Got it. Yep. <laughs> Our report shows that shows 53 confirmed cases of young e-cigarette users hospitalized with severe lung toxicity and injury from using uh, vape, vaping products. Um, yeah, a relatively short history of vaping has led to hospitalization, weeks of intensive care, lung failure, the urgent need for lung heart lung bypass machine, um, and then after all attempts have failed, death in otherwise healthy young people. Okay, so yeah, tobacco companies have spent decades targeting kids, and social media companies must not be complicit in this strategy. Some good advice right there. Don't buy vaping products. It's Kemi Agendi with everything here on Faith FM. What I have is plenty. What I have 
is good. What I have is beautiful. Thank you for it all. Teach my heart contentment. Teach me to be still. Teach me how to rest in you. For in you I am filled. Only in you I am Welcome back, everybody. That was uh, Kemi Agendi with Everything here on Faith FM. And as we head to our interview of the day, Gemma has another clue for our quiz. What have you got for us there, Gemma? I am one of 12 minor prophets. So that's going to give you the testament that you will find this book in. One of 12 minor prophets. That's some good odds that you'll get this right. The third shortest book in the Bible. Yep, third shortest book. And the quote again, you should not look down on your brother in the day of his misfortune. There you go. Very good. If you know the answer, 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. That's going to be a little bit of a challenging one, I think. That's a little bit of an obscure quiz this morning, but we'll see how we go. There are some good really clues you... coming up. I yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think if you, if you flick open a Bible and look for short minor prophets, you will find the answer. Anyway, joining us on the phone this morning is Dr. John Ashton. Uh, Dr. John Ashton, welcome to the show. 
Hello. Now, John, we've been working our way through uh, your book, which is called Evolution Impossible, 12 Reasons Why Evolution Cannot Explain the Origin of Life on Earth. We've been working through this uh, through the year, um, kind of chapter by chapter, and looking at various reasons why evolution is actually impossible. And we come to this really interesting chapter. It's called Highly Qualified Scientists Reject Darwin's Theory. Now, my question that I want to really start off with is: the Are these scientists who have once accepted evolution and taught evolution, done their research based on an evolutionary model, and then gone, uh, "Wait a minute, this doesn't work"? Or are these are we dealing with scientists here who have never accepted evolution ever before? Well, the, in the um, original uh, research that I did, contacting scientists, it was certainly a mixed bag. You know, there were certainly scientists there that had uh, believed the Bible or had become Christians, uh, for example, such as uh, in my case. Um, a big, uh, uh, I was uh, baptised after finishing my uh, first university degree and began questioning uh, the issues in life. So some of the scientists like um, that often became Christians and then got involved with evolution. Um, others were... Indeed, um, atheists or ha- had certainly been evolutionists and had um, come to realise that the scientific evidence clearly pointed that evolution was absolutely impossible. And so it's a mixed bag. With the atheists who have come to this kind of a conclusion that, that evolution is impossible, how does that then affect their approach to religion and what religion says about origins? Yeah, sure. Okay, well, one of the perhaps classic examples of this would be uh, Professor Dean Kenyon. Uh, he uh, was Professor of Biology at uh, San Francisco State University, and he had actually worked on developing the first um, chemical explanation for the origin of life, and he, called, he published a, a textbook called Chemical Predestination, and he was looking at how uh, chemicals could possibly form uh, together and come to form the structures that form life. But he later realised, as they were doing more research, that this was absolutely impossible. And Dean Kenyon today is a uh, young Earth uh, creationist. He believes that... um, uh, in the biblical account that uh, life on earth is only thousands of years old and must have been created in the six-day position. So he's he's come that um, full position there. And he was quite a famous scientist. It was quite a, an interesting, uh, you know, in his book and his earlier research was attempting to, you know, prove that life could form from non-living molecules. Um just recently, for example, I heard Dr. Uh, a talk by uh, Dr. James Tour. Uh, he's a professor at Rice University and one of the leading chemists in the world. And so uh, scientists are ranked essentially by the number of times they're cited by other scientists in research papers. And he's one of the most highly scientist-cited chemists in the world. And he was uh, <clears throat> in this uh, lecture pointing out that the the structures that are arranged in living organisms, even if you form the molecules, 
we it's absolutely impossible to assemble those molecules into the structures of molecular machines and and so forth that um, the um, that evolution requires. And he pointed out a very interesting point. He said sometimes you know biologists claim that um, you know these things occur, but he said what they don't realise is that all these processes are underpinned by chemistry, and chemistry predated biology. And from the laws of chemistry, evolution is impossible. So that was a very, very interesting. That's just from a recent talk by uh, Dr. James Tour. Hmm. Is he a man of faith himself? Yes, I believe he is a uh, a Christian, and um, uh, as well as being one of the top researchers in the world. And I think another interesting thing to to point out too, if people want to look up on this, that um, <clears throat> there's now a website. Uh, descent from Darwin, uh, descent, D-I-S-S-E-N-T, descentfromdarwin.org. And on this website now, over a thousand scientists with doctorate qualifications in areas related to, uh, biology and paleontology and all these areas directly related to evolution have, uh, signed a statement that they are now skeptical that evolution can explain um, the the origin of all the different uh, species. And these include scientists from top universities in the world like, you know, Cambridge, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, Oxford, London, these sort of places. Mm. Mm. John- so there, there's a, a, a huge groundswell now of scientists that recognise that evolution is absolutely impossible and there has to be a supernatural um, origin to life on Earth. You started out by mentioning uh, Dean Kenyon, who was researching, you know, a, a chemical basis for the origin of life, and you know, ended up, I guess, changing sides, so to speak. Mm. How does the scientific community react when one of their top scientists changes their view on origins? Uh, what is the general reaction that goes through the scientific, the, the broader scientific community when something like this happens? Right. Well, <clears throat> Dean Kenyon on one of his uh, interviews on YouTube, you know, says that a number of his colleagues certainly weren't very happy <laughs> about him changing a position. And, of course, um, there's the, the classic example of the um, atheist and the very strong atheist philosopher Anthony Flew who uh, changed his uh, position at the end as well. Um, and another, uh, and he, he was a very outspoken atheist. And um, he at the end came to recognise the overwhelming evidence for intelligent design. And of course, that caused quite a lot of stir within um, uh, academic circles because uh, Anthony Flew was such a prominent uh, atheist philosopher. And for him to change his uh, position uh, there was, you know, quite astounding. I, there was another scientist who won the Nobel Prize in chemistry um, who, again, rec- came to recognise that the, the chemistry of living organisms was so complex that, again, it must have had a supernatural uh, origin. And he changed uh, his position too. I just can't quite remember his name, but I'm sure if you Google... Nobel Prize uh, chemist, um, 
um, you know, uh, rejects evolution, something along those lines that you'll find his name. Mm. Sure. So some of these scientists are certainly, you know, speaking out. And, of course, it's upsetting, you know, quite uh, a few people that... Uh, because I guess it's it's a threat to their research. You know, they they've been pushing this theory of evolution. It's been all the textbooks and that, and now they have people saying, "Well, hang on, it's absolutely impossible." Um, well, you know, it's going to make these people feel very uncomfortable. But you know, the the truth of the matter is that evolution is absolutely impossible from a scientific point of view. And you know, today the theory wouldn't get up on the basis of the knowledge that we have. The theory would be just rejected straight off. Dr. John Ashton, um, with all of these scientists who are now supporting um, intelligent design, is it universal amongst them that they have become Christians? Is this purely a Christian thing? Do some of them adhere to other faiths or do some of them uh, adhere to no faith? Well, you know, I haven't really done a lot of research into the area of their type of faith, but uh, for example, the um, <clears throat> professor of philosophy at um, uh, the University of New uh, New York University, um, he is a, a very strong atheist. He wrote a book uh, called Mind and the Cosmos. I, his name just escapes me right at this very moment because uh, another hang keeps on coming in mind. I'll probably think of it in a moment. But, uh, yeah, his book is Mind and the Cosmos. Now, he still rejects Christianity. He's still an atheist. But essentially, he says that the overwhelm, the evidence for intelligent design is overwhelming, and therefore the cosmos must have a mind. And so this is, um, yeah, so essentially, he doesn't want to accept the Christian God, but he says the evidence is just, overwhelmingly powerful that there is some sort of intelligence in the uh, cosmos. Yeah, so um, so that's, um, he's a, a very, he's a world famous uh, philosopher, professor of philosophy at the University of New York um, and uh, sorry, I just can't think of his name just at the moment. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll probably think of it in a minute. <laughs> that's okay. That's all good. Um, it's interesting, though, because I guess really when you, when you move to intelligent design, it does force you to accept a deity, a deity in some way or another. There has to be something, you know, obviously something out there that has, has done the design regardless of what you want to call that person or how you want to relate to um, who that mind might be, the existence of that mind is, I guess, the existence of, of, of a deity in, in some sh- shape or form. Well, that's true. And it's interesting in a number of uh, scientific research papers that um, have come across my desk recently, the authors talk about nature learning how to build molecular machines of, of different types. Um, and it's very interesting. So they're attributing this mind to nature. They're, and they're saying that nature somehow learned how to make these machines. And I think the real, it's a result of realizing that within our, within living organisms, there's these miniature machines that are highly complex, highly complex and involving all sorts of very interesting molecular structures that do amazing things like photosystem two, a little uh, molecular machine that actually 
uses light photons to split water into hydrogen and oxygen. The oxygen is released by the plant. These little machines are in plants. And the hydrogen is then combined with carbon dioxide from the air to produce uh, hydrocar- uh, carbohydrates and sugars, which are the food sources for, uh, you know, animals and so forth uh, and plants. So this is amazing little molecular machine photosystem too. And, um, you know, scientists are still working on its exact structure. They don't still know how the uh, water molecules are held to be zapped by the photons. So, you know, the design is absolutely incredible. Um, and then, of course, we look at, you know, things like the design of flight or we look at the bombardier beetle with its little um, ability to fire out, uh, you know, extremely hot, uh, liquid as its enemy uh, and how it can combine the chemical reactions just at the right moment and squirt them out uh, to produce a very active chemical reaction that scalds its, uh, uh, you know, any attempt uh, predators. But, you know, these little molecular machines are just overwhelming evidence of design. Mm. Yeah, and of course, creating a, a, a massive um, challenge there, I guess, really for any scientist who wants to look at these kind of uh, creations in an objective manner, in a truly objective manner. Dr. John Ashton, we appreciate you coming on the show so much. We always uh, enjoy what you have to say. Um, and thank you so much for coming on and talking about the movement um, amongst modern science today away from uh, the concept of evolution as an explanation for the origin of life. That was Dr. John Ashton. Uh, we're going to move on with the show now. This is Voices of Lee uh, with No Longer Slaves. You're listening to Faith FM. You unravel me with a melody You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child
survive in the bush? Are you in touch with the God of nature? Are you learning the skills you need for a successful life? Grafton Pathfinder Club can help. With a Christian foundation, our pathfinders enjoy camping out in the most amazing locations. Paddle a canoe, hike up the mountain, abseil down a cliff, tie knots and lashings, follow a map to the treasure, use your survival skills in the bush, earn some honours from a large list of pursuits, Make friends that you'll keep for a lifetime. Our hall meetings in South Grafton are on the first Saturday of each month from 2pm to 4pm. We're inviting young children aged between 10 and 16 to join us on our next adventure. Send us an email now at graftonpathfinders at gmail.com or find us on Facebook under Grafton Pathfinder Club. We're empowering youth for a resilient future. If you've been enjoying Faith FM Radio, then we'd like to invite you to be part of our family of faith at the King Island Seventh-day Adventist Church. We meet at 9am every Saturday morning at 4 Albert Street, Curry, to spend time together studying God's Word and growing closer as friends. For more information or if you have any questions, call Pastor Barry on 0409 416 697. That's 0409 416 697. Can't wait to meet you.